Hey, so glad you're listening to the podcast here. What I'm going to share with you today is how to climb, attack, traverse, and conquer Purpose Mountain. Um, and this is an excerpt from a speaking event that I had for a client here recently. And what I talked about was basically focused on money management. But before we start living out our money in a new way, there's got to be a foundation. There's got to be a purpose. There's got to be a framework, a foundation, like I said, to have your reason why you would want to change your money or to what's the purpose of money and how do I use it well. Long story short, what you'll get in this podcast today is what I shared in advance of me talking about money, that you got to know, live, and love the purpose for your life, which includes your career and finances as tools to achieve that overall purpose. I really think you'll be equipped, encouraged, and a little bit of education too as you listen to what I shared for the audience here in a corporate setting. Enjoy everyone and know, live, and love your purpose. All right, cool. So as Brandon said, I'm Brian Horvath. Um, I am this tall, so I don't get any taller. But ultimately, where I'm coming from is a lot of screw-ups. And what I call it, man, I, was, I could have been easily buried under my mountain of mistakes that I made. But thank God that, uh, and for friends and, and just for a life change that happened to me, I was able to build on that mountain of mistakes as opposed to be buried underneath it, right? Instead of letting the manure just pile up, let's spread it around the you-know-what show and let's make some things grow and let's change directions. So that's where I'm coming to you from today. None of this stuff comes from, most of it comes from personal experience, not from book knowledge. Most of the stuff I'll share with you comes from just some school of hard knocks. Most of the stuff comes from you, from me trying some things, burning my hand on the stove, and trying it again a different way. And all of us have that opportunity, right? No matter where it's at. Not only are we in the greatest country on earth, but we also have just have that opportunity of choice, right? So that's where I'm coming from. I just want to give you a little bit of that background. I'm a speaker, consultant, and coach. My number one focus is to help people know, live, and love the purpose for their career in finances. Because our career and finances are not our purpose. That's what got me into trouble for so many years, chasing the corporate ladder, chasing the bonus, chasing the recognition on stage in my sales career. I used to be in the wine and spirits business. Um, all that was fun. I had a lot of fun. Went on a lot of nice trips. Had a lot of fun. But I still felt empty inside. There was something missing. It's because I thought that career was my purpose. Like, that's why I'm here. To sell more wine, to sell more spirits, to, to travel around the world or whatnot. And then the other thing was money. Well, we know when we work, if we do a good job, we get paid, right? There's a trade-off there. There's an opportunity cost. Invest our time, receive dollars on the other end. Well, I thought that was what would satisfy me. So every Friday, if I had a bad work day, I'd go to Best Buy, get in line. I'm not kidding you. Sweating, hoping I get approved for a new line of credit. Because I wanted to buy something to feel good because my week sucked. And I deserve better than that. Let me go ahead and spend it. Now, again, this is my story. I'm not saying you're doing that or you're doing that or you would do that at all, but that's what I did. And so I realized after hitting my head against the wall so many times, bloodied nose, broken teeth going, this can't be all there is. There's got to be something. And so I had somewhat of an awakening and I had a life change. I actually tried to take my own life, guys. In 2006, January, December 31st, 2006, right in South Tampa, Walking home from a New Year's Eve party, sick and tired of being sick and tired, cursing everybody and their mother, God, myself, my parents, who knows, blaming everyone else but me, knowing I was tired of living life the way I've been living up till then. But that night I woke up 
after crying myself to sleep and said, wow, I'm still alive. I'll skip the, the part of how I tried to take my life. No one knew about it. It was private. It wasn't some, someone called 911 or I was uh, Baker acted or any of that stuff, but I was just sick and tired of the bullshit, you know what, that I was putting into my own life. No one to blame really looking back, but at that time I had everyone to blame. And so out of that night, out of that day, I realized I needed to change a couple things. One, I needed to figure out, is this the kind of career I want to have? And am I going to get out of debt and start living in a way that's going to be helpful for me in my financial journey? I was making six figures plus and not paying for a lot of things because my company would pay for it. I had no reason, guys, to be broke as a joke, broke, busted, and disgusted. No freaking reason but myself. So again, that's why I focus on so much on choice. And it's not where I started, might be where you're at, but wherever you want to go next, what road can you take? That old Robert Frost poem, and if you guys have ever seen it, I took the road less traveled by and that's made all the difference, that kind of thing. Some of you need to take a new path and you need a machete or you need a big Jeep like Brandon's got, whatever the case may be, to get through the crap, the weeds, the overgrowth, to plot that new path that's way far away from where you're at today. Just think about it. Something to think about. Again, here to inspire you, not motivate you. Ultimately, it's your choice. So if I would have taken my own life, if I would have stayed the way I was, I wouldn't have been blessed with my wife, Becky, and my two little kids, Grayson and Ella. I never thought, guys, I could have a family just because I didn't deserve it. I would screw that up too. And I would insert a different word there back then. I would foul that up as well. But thankfully, by God's grace, this is my family today. And so a big reason why my wife and I have done well financially is because we're on the same page financially. We both didn't want to be in debt. We don't, both don't like debt how it is. We both want to manage our money better. Doesn't mean we don't fight about other things, y'all. Trust me, we do. Parenting being number one. Why are these kids still awake at 10.30 on a Tuesday? Like, you know what I mean? There's other things we argue about. Don't get me wrong. But with money, it was very clear that my wife didn't want to be in debt. I was getting out of debt. And we kind of liked where that was going. So let's continue to have this dialogue about what it might be like to date. Okay? Let me be clear. So all this debt that I had, all this money that I hadn't saved, all these issues that I had with my money eventually got turned around by some of the principles I'm going to share with you all today. Okay? Some of these I learned by myself. Some of them I studied from a guy named Dave Ramsey's here Brandon talk about. Some of these books I've been to, conferences I spent, thousands of dollars I've invested into financial coaching um, training and things like that. But ultimately, it's about getting kneecap to kneecap, eyeball to eyeball with people who want to change their way they are in their life. And money is a great tool to do that. Not the purpose, but a part of a tool to help us live out our purpose. And when I came to that realization, I said, I'm done spending money the way I was spending it. I'm done just, you know, leaving my credit card at the bar and so drunk I forgot, forgot it. That the next day I'd have to go pick it up and do like the little walk of shame. I mean, that was me. Oh man, how much did I spend? Oh God, I'll look at that when the bill comes in the mail. I don't want to know now. Just let me sign it. Here you go, you know? That's where I was throwing my money away. And eventually I said, I'm done. So got fired up, got on purpose, got on a plan, took some classes, got around some people that would encourage me and believe in me because I didn't have that in my life and was able to pay off $37,000 in 16 months of debt while still living, eating, breathing, working, I just sacrificed, as Brandon shared with you earlier. And then when my wife and I met, we were able to pay off our home as well 
And in one year, we were able to pay off $99,600 of our mortgage. She made more money than me, guys. I'm just saying. All right? I like to spend it, and uh, she likes to save it. But together, we said, well, let's get rid of this house. We don't even want that kind of debt. And again, debt is also a choice. I'm not here to tell you don't do debt. I'm here to tell you it's your choice. But I know that it's not the best way, I don't believe, to live our life financially. So that's just a little bit of background. But let's talk about you. I just want to share with you what gives me the credibility, what gives me the reason, the opportunity, the drive, the passion to see more people discover financial freedom. It is not everything, guys, gals, but it is a big tool to move down the road of your purpose wherever you want to go. Keep saying wherever you want to go. Wherever you want to go. So to help you with that, one of the things I'm going to share with you a little bit later is I put together a little $27 class I'm going to give to you guys for free digitally. So I'll give you a code at the end that will help you. As Brandon was talking about goals, this will help you, guided by me, to help you just get the goals out of your mind, out of your heart, no matter how big, how small, doesn't matter, and get them on paper. So I'm going to give that to you a little bit later as, as a blessing of being here and showing up today because you're making an investment today as well. You got work to do back there. I know that. I got work to do after I leave here, but we're all making an investment. Awesome? Okay. So you guys all got the worksheet. We're going to go fast and furious for this because I want to take some opportunity to do some Q&A later. And Brandon took way too much time. So, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding, Brandon. I'm, I'm just kidding. So do I. That's, that's why we're friends. So, all right, guys. So number one, we're going to lay some foundation here. Is that okay? So as I was writing some of this, I, always, I was telling, talking to Brandon last night, I'm like, I'm always want to do this new. I have this written 16 ways, but it's boring to do it the same freaking way every single time. So was I was thinking about it for you guys. I'm thinking about who puts together tents and tables and set, you know, I've seen y'all's work. I both come to some of those bigger parties and I participated at some of those at my house and my wife takes the goods that you guys drop off and puts it together. But you don't just start by, it's up. It's not a pop-up book. It's not a pop-up tent. You got some serious infrastructure to build, right? So we want to lay the piping. We want to lay the groundwork, whatever term you want to use there to help you understand how to actually walk out this financial stuff I'm going to share with you in a minute. So to be successful in life, for any of us, we must define the word success. Who can take a stab at it? Give me the definition of success, or just throw out some words. When you, think, when you hear success, you think what? Achievement. Achievement. Okay, good. What else? Accomplishment. Clearly defined goals. Well said. Mike. Big Mike. What you got? Success. What's it mean to you? Yeah. Okay, good. Glad you brought that up. You learned from it, right? Yeah. And a lot of times, guys, it's like, how many times are we going to tie our shoelaces together, right? That's the kind of failure I was. I'm like, let me take a start. And I realized I self-sabotaged. You know, there's that kind of failure, sure. We can fix that. But then there's external failure, meaning there's things you just cannot control. COVID can cause a business to fail. Right? That's not internal. We didn't choose that. We didn't make that choice. That was an external thing. But internal, we're going to talk a lot about. So write that down. You must define success. So for you, define success. I'm going to give you a framework to think about. You can add on to it. You can delete. You can you know, move it around. There's a success there. Success is a progressive realization of a worthy dream, goal, or ideal. This is a definition by a gentleman named Earl Nightingale. Anyone ever heard of Earl Nightingale? Gina looked at you because she's a little older, but sorry. Um, but 
Yeah, have you heard of him at all? Okay. He's a guy that kind of was, he had like one of the first motivational tapes back in the day. Of course, it wasn't a tape. It was a record in 1950, something like that. But he came up with this definition I really like because it kind of ties in a little bit what Mike just said. Success is a progressive realization. So think about it again. I'm a big football fan, sports fan, analogy. The drive's got to start somewhere, right? There's not all, it's not always 99-yard bombs. But to score a touchdown, to hit pay dirt, to cross the paint, touch the chalk, you got to progress down that field. There's going to be different plays. There's going to be runs. There's going to be passes. There's going to be options. There's going to be, you know, there's going to be flea flickers, all kinds of stuff. Look at the Lions the other day. So there's going to be a progressive realization. It means we're moving down the field. We ain't there yet, but we're still successful. Now, I hate field goals. And I'm from Pittsburgh, and it seems like that's all they can kick. But when they score, it's still moving the ball. It's still moving the needle. It's a progressive realization. Over time, you're realizing what you planned out and set out to do. Keep that in mind because we get all tongue-tied or tied up or in knots about what success looks like. And success in this case is a worthy dream goal or ideal. Now for you, define that in your life. And there's many areas you can, but we're going to focus on finances today. Purpose in our careers, in our finances, our parenting, our marriages, our friendships, in our community, we all have purpose in those things. I want you to be encouraged that every part of your life has a nugget of purpose in it. Or think about like Legos or building blocks, right? When you start putting those all together, is your overall life work, is your overall purpose being accomplished by being purposeful and successful in different areas of your life? So I'll help you with an illustration here. And it's again from my friend Earl Nightingale. And it's a little story here. Hey there, Brian Horvath here. I really hope you're enjoying this podcast. Our purpose is so important in life. You really got to know it, live it, and love it. And that's why I want to talk to you about this special ebook I wrote that's available for free just for you. It's called Your Purpose, How to Know It, Live It, and Love It. And you can download it for free at brianhorvath.com slash book. B-R-I-A-N-H-O-R-V as in Victor, A-T-H.com slash book. It's a short 55-page ebook that you can download for free to help you practically, emotionally, and even spiritually know, live, and love your purpose. So I really hope you pick that up. Now, let's get back to the story that I share from Earl Nightingale. It says, one day... A man was watching a professional football game on television. His five-year-old son kept bothering him, so he took a page out of the Sunday paper with a full-page ad on one side of an airline uh, company. And on the other side, it showed a picture of the world. The planet Earth is seen from space. Actually, let me say that one more time. His five-year-old son kept bothering him, so he took a page of the Sunday paper with a full-page airline ad on it showing a picture of the world. So think about that. So right, airline ad, picture of the world. And on the other side, you'll see in a second. This phone's too small for me to read from. He tore the page up into about a dozen pieces and gave them to his son. He said, here, put this together with some cellophane tape and show daddy how smart you are. Then he went back to watching his Florida Gator football game. Well, in a surprising short amount of time, the youngster had the picture all taped back together. It wasn't very neat, but it was a good job indeed for one so young. How'd you put that back together so quickly? The father asked. The little boy said, 
Oh, Dad, there was a picture of a man on one side. I just put the man together. And then the world was all together. The youngster was no doubt surprised by the big warm hug he got from his dad. That's right, the father said. When the man's all together, his world's all together too. Part of the puzzle piece, again, guys, there's a lot. But today we're talking about career, we're talking about finances, we're talking about how that fits in to you knowing, living, and loving the purpose for your life. That fits in to your progressive realization of a worthy dream, goal, or ideal as you define it. Okay, so this is us, right? We're on this purposeful life journey. This is you, okay? Taking a good step forward, right? But there are things we got to put in our backpack to help us be successful on that journey. Because down here, before we start hiking up the mountains, like my wife hiked Mount Kilimanjaro, pretty cool stuff, all the way to the top. I could never do that. Don't even think about that. Not on my goal sheet. But she did. It's pretty impressive. Some of her friends who paid a lot of money to go on this expedition didn't make it. They just couldn't handle it, whether it be altitude or terrain or got sick, whatever the case may be, they didn't make it. There was internal, external struggles there. But in that backpack to be successful down here, you've got to have things. So think of like food and water and things to have shelter. And you have maybe your like alpaca or your Sherpa, your guide, you know, whoever's going to lead you on this expedition. Think about that like life. What's going to go in your backpack to help you excel? Not the backpack of bricks of mistakes or the challenges or the woe is me or the bad attitude and all that BS. I'm talking about putting good stuff in that's going to help you climb that mountain to get to the top. Got it? But you also need, as I said, a Sherpa. You need a guide or what I like to call a dream team. People in your life are going to come alongside you. They're going to encourage you. They're going to equip you. They're going to challenge you. They're not going to take you know what from you and they're not going to let you give it to yourself. You need people like that in your life. Those are the kind of things that will help you win climbing this mountain. So what do we need in our pack? Well, first of all, we need time. All of us have time. All of us have the same amount of time per day, per month, per year, up until the time we expire, right? We don't know our expiration date, but until then, nobody can buy more time. But we need it. So we got to consider that as we take our hike. The other thing is we want to make sure we understand it's good to have relationships or it's great to have good relationships or it's important to have people around you to help you succeed and you around them. Okay? So I encourage you to have a mentor. How many of you have a mentor in your life? Someone you can call when it gets crazy in life. Guys, you need a mentor. You need someone in your life, I don't care how old you are or what your, what your range of work you've done or haven't done, you need someone in your life that's going to come alongside you and help you. And sometimes, like I said, it's an encouragement. Sometimes it's a challenge. Sometimes it's what's called a rebuke, meaning like, I ain't hearing that, man. You can go shovel that somewhere else. That's not for you. That's not for me. We all need that in our lives. We're not meant to be the Lone Ranger. Even the Lone Ranger had Tonto. Money. We need money. Okay, right? Money's a good thing. I'm so sick of feeling like people go, well, if it wasn't for money, why? It's a good thing. When you got a lot, it's good. But sometimes that old song, no money, more problems, right? Sometimes, oh my gosh, the more stuff you might have bought, the more items you now acquire. 
we just we bought a house. My wife and I decided we we're both let's sell it. It's too much square footage. Like this is a lot. I feel like all I'm doing on the weekend is taking care of the house. I don't want that. So we downsized to a townhome again. We went from a townhome to 3,600 square foot, 3,600 square foot house back to a townhome because we just didn't like all that maintenance. And neither one of us are handy, so that that might not that might play a thing into it too. But you need money. Money is a good thing. But don't let money have you. You also need work, right? If you don't work, you don't eat. Right? If you don't put time into serving somebody else, then you don't get paid. And then there's the last one, our health. Now, guys, think about it, right? All these tie in together. If you don't work, you don't eat, so your health suffers. If you have anxiety about your bills that you have going on at home, you come into work all pissed off. That affects your work. That affects your return on the work you're putting in. If you're on commission, you're in sales like some of these guys in the office, if you're not happy with disgruntled with customers, they're not going to put on that happy face. It's not going to show to the customer on the phone. There's not going to be a sale or maybe you won't get as much or you might not have tried to upsell them to tell, you know what I mean? You're just not going to serve them as much if you're bringing in all this bricks in your backpack and all this stuff in your backpack that's going to load you down, carry, hold you down as opposed to lift you up. Our relationships, we don't have money. How many times our relationships suffer? I've driven around Tampa in sales, broke as a joke, ready to throw, chuck my cell phone out the wall, out the, out the window on Dale Mabry, remember one time. I was just so mad at this customer. I was so mad at my cell phone. I was so mad at life. I was broke. And all that was coming out. I can remember vividly that day. It was like an account board that I had. And she was the smallest amount of revenue, but the biggest pain in the <laughs> butt. <laughs> right? But Darlene needed help and I just wasn't having it with her that day. So we got into it on the phone. Why? Because I wasn't doing well at home. I wasn't where I wanted to be. I wasn't progressively realizing my worthy dream goal or ideal because I didn't even have one. I wanted to do whatever felt good. Today we're going to talk about a financial framework that can help you change your financial future forever. So guys, let's take some questions, okay? Some of you may be ticked off in this room because you know this stuff, you're not doing anything with it. You're like, I know this already, so what are you doing about it? Some of you might be like, well, okay, got a couple nuggets here. I think I can start out on a new footing here after I leave this meeting. Awesome. No matter where you're at, I hope I got under your skin. I hope I encourage you because you're too good to settle. And I love what Brandon said, and not to call out this, if you needed to go leave the company tomorrow because you got something better for your future, I'm appreciative of Brandon's mentioning to you. Go, go, go for it. How can we help you? Those are my words, not Brandon's, but he wants you to succeed. Okay. I don't know about you guys, but one of the things I suffer from, I get counseling about this. I'm always like all or nothing. It's either everything or nothing. We got to score a touchdown in every freaking drive if we're going to win this game. But that's not how life works, is it? So what I'm going to share with you is not all or nothing. It's a fluid framework that can help you no matter where you're at, start. And if you need to go back, you can. If you need to go forward, you can. This is like Candyland or whatever game was like two steps back, you can move, shoot to ladders. Go this way, go that way. It's fluid. It's not all or nothing. So there you have it, guys. Your purpose, how to know it, live it, and love it. Now, I'm really excited to share with that, uh, that content with you because it really is life-changing. And all that stuff I told you is real. I never thought I'd be here today on a podcast sharing with someone like you or someone like me about knowing, living, and loving my purpose. I thought I was too far gone and completely hopeless, but you're not, and you're not alone. There are plans for you, and I want you to know them. So how do you know, live, and love your purpose? Remember, 
You have that free ebook you can download, Your Purpose, How to Know It, Live It, Love It, at brianporvath.com. Look forward to seeing you soon and having you uh, go get them out there. You can do it. You can do it. <laughs> See ya.